Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. I am Kathy Cook Noble and thank you for joining us at Financially Speaking. Tonight we're going to take on uh, a topic that a lot of people shy away from and and believe it or not, they think it's kind of boring. Uh, I know at finance we come across a lot of stuff that we find a little bit boring. And tonight we're going to take on the the uh, the king of boredom for a lot of people. And that is going to be about insurance and different kinds of insurance. And just the word itself feel, sounds boring because it's just it's something you don't do a lot of. You don't have to deal with a lot. You don't have to talk about a lot. It's not something you need to do or change every year. Um, it's not... It doesn't always have the same fun appeal to it, and sometimes it 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 has uh, as uh, I'm going to quote a friend of mine that that said it's got that icky, creepy, or awkward feel to it where you're where you're talking about it, right? So we're going to talk about it in a way that makes you feel not so icky or weird or or have an awkward conversation with your family, because a lot of people I find shy away from the topic of insurance because they think, oh, if I talk about it or if I um, if I buy it or if I have life insurance, let's say, for example, because if what that's one of the ones we're going to talk about, life insurance, and if I get it, then that's going to curse me and jinx me and I'm going to I'm going to die and I'm going to have this. But that's just not the reality of it. The reality of it is um, there's only two things we were ever guaranteed of in life, and that's death and taxes. And, and taxes happen even after the death. So we want to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and our families. And and the the cool thing is, uh, life insurance and insurances in general, some of them are for you while you're alive and here and and needing some help and some assistance. So that's where the show came about from. Where it's a lot of these GoFundMe sites have been popping up, and I see them a lot. And I get invited to a lot of fundraisers for people who have have been diagnosed with some illness and uh, and or their kids have been diagnosed with illness because I'm seeing a lot of younger people uh, getting diagnosed with something or hurt or disabled or something to that effect. And they're doing fundraising, not necessarily because it's fatal, but because financially it wipes them out. And that is what happens in a lot of cases. If you get diagnosed with something, uh, and and we all know probably the first thing that people think of is cancer, but you can be diagnosed with a lot of things. Um, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, diabetes. You can you can be in a coma. You could have a heart condition. All these things you're going to live with, and you're going to survive and 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 even thrive when you get the treatment in place. But it's it's got a lot of potential to wipe you out financially. And and I can tell you from from looking at different people's finances over the years that has happened all too often. And sadly, it's something that that we as an individual can take care of and we can certainly help ourselves down that path if we have to go it, make it a little less stressful, make it a little easier for my, for your family, make it easier for yourself. I mean, if I were to tell you that if you got diagnosed with, um, say, cancer, for example, and the doctor says, hey, you get the bad news, but the good news is we're able to treat it and and you're going to be you're going to be fine. But it's going to take you about six months and we're going to go through this process of doing these treatments and you're going to be off work and, and it's going to 
you know, probably make you not feel very well and you're going to need someone to help take care of you. But if that were to happen and I said to you, but you can have a check handed to you, lump sum, tax free, no strings attached, do with it what you will. Wouldn't that make your life a little bit easier? And wouldn't it make your family's life a little bit easier? So if you get diagnosed with, in this example, if somebody were to be diagnosed with cancer and their spouse has to take some time off work or their sister or a family member has to take time off work to, to take care of them and help them to their appointments and, and just sometimes just sit with them and, you know, get them a ginger ale because, you know, they need something on their stomach or something to eat. And if if it were easier because you didn't have to worry about the financial part of it or you didn't have to think, wow, you know, now that I don't have, I can't work, I still have to pay for my house. I still have to pay my taxes. I still have to pay the hydro. I still have to pay my car payment. I still have to pay for my home insurance. I still have to pay for the kids' school books. I still have to pay for soccer, hockey, ballet, piano, whatever the case may be. Those those expenses still exist. So if I just could say to you, listen, you know what, you look after yourself and you focus on making yourself better and you focus on doing all the things you need to do to be well and you let your family help you focus on all the things that you need to do to be well, wouldn't that be phenomenal if I could take all that stress away from you? And the truth of the matter is, that is absolutely true. You can do that. And it's not super expensive. It's not painful. It doesn't hurt your feelings. It doesn't have to be dealt with all the time. You don't have to talk about it all the time. You don't have to obsess about it. All you have to do is take comfort in knowing that, you know what, I have something in place. And if something ever happens, it's just kind of like having car insurance. If something ever happened that you got in an accident, then your car is going to be fixed. So you don't have to worry about it. Or if your car got stolen, then, you know, you have car insurance in place so that it can be replaced. And it doesn't take that financial stress to a whole new level. Well, how much is your life worth? And that's the part that I find amazing when I talk to people about they're afraid to talk about these different types of insurances. And we're going to get into the details of it. But the part that I find amazing is how are we not talking about this? You're, you can't, it doesn't matter what formula I tell you. It doesn't matter what formula anybody tells you about how much life insurance you need. That is based on uh, measurable dollars and cents. But your life is completely, um, you cannot measure how much your life is worth. But what your the goal is, is not to say how much is it to replace you. And this is where people, I think, get caught up in that block in their mind is, how much is it to re- how much is my life worth? How much is it to replace me? Is it a million dollars, a hundred million, a hundred thousand, five thousand? Well, that's not the right mindset. It's not about what your life is worth. It's about what is it that you need when the time comes for your family to make sure that they're looked after, that there's no stress, that there's no um, uncomfortableness for your family, there's no hardship for your family. And that's what the life insurance is really about. Let's figure out what the number is that you need to leave, whatever it is that you need to leave to make your family still still financially comfortable or even financially better off. Believe it or not, there's nothing wrong with leaving your family financially better off. They're never going to replace you. And I don't care how much financial coverage you have. It's never going to replace you. But the family that you leave behind, you want to make it as easy for them to grieve for you as possible without having to to worry about the financial stress. 
And if you're sick and you're going to be well, you don't want to, there's nothing worse than being, the only thing worse than being sick is being sick and broke. And that is the biggest challenge that we're finding when I talk to people about these different types of conversations because they're scared and it's not an easy topic for a lot of people to tackle. And frankly, where do you ever talk about it other than to me on the Inspired Choices Network because that's what I like to talk about. So I think it's important that we start having these conversations with people and say, hey, how can we help, how can we help each other look after each other? Because I'll tell you, my, my own personal opinion is, and I agree with, with um, some of the people in the chat room, a lot of them actually, where I'd rather have them grieving for me and not be mad at me because I left them in a financial devastation or I don't want to leave them in a worse position than they were. Or here's the other thing. If most income, most family incomes are based on two and one person isn't there anymore, just by eliminating that one income is changing your lifestyle. So forget about having any debt. And that's the part where I think it's really important for us to have conversations with each other, with your friends, with your family, with your spouses, with your partners, with your kids. Like, why not? What's wrong with starting them early? We're, if if we can start them early to protect themselves, and we can start them early on investing and saving for their future, and we can that starts them early on making them independent. Are we not creating a much better population and a much better and more informed and healthier workforce? and society doesn't that take care of itself i mean i you know for those of you that that know me you know that of course i think everything comes back to money but not in a way that is negative or bad it all comes back because everybody needs some form of money to exist and and enjoy the lifestyle that they want and that lifestyle could be you know a cottage on the beach it could be um you know a castle on their own island it Everybody's lifestyle requirements are different. And that's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. They're all 100% correct. But what we want to do and what my goal is for everyone is to protect themselves and really help themselves and help their families out. Because here's what's happening, the way I see it. All these GoFundMe sites and all these charity sites are, are popping up. And, and I think some of them are being abused. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Because the original intention of these were... Somebody gets diagnosed with something or gets in a severe accident and has, you know, changed their whole livelihood, you know, because they've become either they've lost a limb, they've lost an eye, they've become paralyzed somehow or or they've been in a coma for a while. Like something happens and they have no finances. So their friends and their families that can't, that don't have the money that want to help them, but they can't, they do a fundraising site and they set this thing up. And they say, please help us because something has happened and they need they don't have the money and they need the money. Somebody got hurt when they were away on vacation. They can't afford to fly them home. They got hurt when they were in a car accident. They were diagnosed with an illness. Um, they've been given this terminal diagnosis. All these things happen and it's a very emotional reaction and it's very tragic and then all of a sudden the financial reality sets in that we're not prepared for this and our family's not prepared for this and what do we do? So what do they do is they throw themselves at the mercy of good people that will help them with fundraising. And if some people are assisted with it, fantastic. But we all know that not 100% of the people out there that need the help are getting the help that they need because you can't do it 
you can't do everything for everybody on this fundraising site or on these charity sites or even just doing a charity fundraiser in your own community. So you see a lot of those where it's we're having a fundraiser dance for so-and-so because they've been diagnosed with such and such and they have no money to afford it. So this is where you're really not in control of your life. And the whole thing in my mind, when I say it comes back to money, it really comes back to you being in control of your life, doing what you love, when you want to do it, with whomever you want to do it with, however you want to do it. And that's really what it's all about. You just need to have the right amount of money for what you want to do. And that includes being prepared if anything were to happen. So we have health, we have our house insurance. We have contents insurance for our apartments. We have car insurance that are regulated. We have to have all these things. So we have them just in case something happens. But what are we doing about protecting ourselves? What happens if something happens to us? The entire ATM for all of this that's happening. We are the ones that produce the money to pay for the insurance for the house, for the car, the contents, buy the car, buy the contents. So what are we doing to protect ourselves? So tonight, that's what I want to talk about is how we can look at different vehicles and what we can do on protecting ourselves. And and here's the other nice thing. There's a lot of cool things out there and you don't have to have them all. You actually wouldn't, might not even be recommended to have them all. You might not need any of them because of your situation. But tonight we're going to talk, I'm just going to give you a general overview of the different kinds of protections that are out there. There are there's the life insurance, which I mentioned to you briefly. There are other insurances that are for you. They're called living benefits. That's for you while you're alive. Like that big check I was telling you about that we could just, I could walk over and give it to you and say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm sorry you're sick, but here's the check that's going to help you not worry about that part of it. So you can pay your bills and you can still pay for hockey and soccer and ballet and piano and you can still pay for all that stuff because here's the money and you just look after yourself wouldn't that feel great if you're going to be diagnosed with something first of all you got to get your head around it because that's an emotional uh surprise first of all for you and your family and then you have to figure out what plan of attack for your treatment whether it be a cancer treatment or whether it's a change because you've been in a car accident you have to learn how to walk again or whatever the case may be and here's a check so you don't have to worry about your your finances wouldn't that be great so i think it's to me it's a real passion because i i see all these gofundme sites i see all these charity events in the community and i get invited to them and it breaks my heart because i think wow there's so much we could have done to have something in place to save you from this type of suffering there's enough suffering that you have to deal with your illness or your disability or whatever the case may be, this is a different kind of suffering that doesn't have to exist, and that's the financial suffering. So tonight we're going to talk about how to get out of having any kind of financial suffering. And I welcome you to please log in to see us online in the chat room. We'd love to have you and answer your questions. We'd love to hear from you if you want to call in live or ask and ask any questions. Uh, it's going to be a conversation that I know people kind of get a little squirmy about and feel a little icky with and and worry, oh, I don't want to talk about it, you know, I'm just going to be an ostrich and stick my head in the sand and hope it all goes away and nothing ever happens. But uh, you know what, I find if you deal with something 
straight on and you and direct and just tackle it then that's when you feel really good and really empowered and you have control of your life and you are the one in control of your destiny you are the one in control of your finances and you can be in control of your health as well so we are going to take our first break and then we're going to come back and dive into some of these topics a little bit better so We'll be right back. You are listening to Financially Speaking with Kathy Cooknoble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about GoFunding ourselves. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And today our show topic is Go Fund Me, Go Fund Yourself. You can do it. And before we went to break, we were just talking about um, the importance of really taking control of your life and being in control of your finances. And we say finances, and people think about investing and saving, but really what's what would happen if you have all this investment and you get sick or you get hurt? And you end up just cashing it in and it financially ruins you so you don't have anything for the future. So it really is something that, in my my opinion, it really goes hand in hand. It's not just about saving for the future, but it's about making sure that foundation is strong and that you're financially protected, not just saving for your investments for your future and your retirement. Because if something happens and those get drained because of a sickness or an illness, then how much time do you have to make that back up? You're, you probably don't. So there's really simple, easy ways to to look after your family, look after yourself, and make yourself strong and healthy financially. And I'm going to share with you right now a few of them. So we started talking about life insurance. So I'm going to start with life insurance because that's the one that most people know the most about. And life insurance to them, they get scared. They think it's morbid. Oh, I remember talking to my sister about this way back when we were young, and she thought I was a little weird and twisted. But now she totally understands it because we're a little bit older and wiser and and we, and we we understand the importance of it. But even back then, I could see that, you know, I get that we pay taxes and I get that one day I'm not going to be here on this planet in this body. So I accept that. I'm hoping it's not happening anytime soon. But I, I mean, who knows, right? Nobody has a, a future report that can say exactly what's happening and when. So we have to prepare for it. And life insurance is, is really two things that you're going to do. You're either going to do um, put 
money in place for your family so that when you're not here, you're covering off bills and expenses and debt that's being left behind. So you're making the grieving period a little bit easier for them. The second thing that you're going to do with life insurance is you're going to pass wealth on to the next generation. So when you see those super wealthy people that pass away, you don't hear very often, you don't hear about how all of a sudden they became, they went from super wealthy to super broke. That doesn't normally happen. So why, why is that? Well, because those super wealthy people, uh, they did something we didn't do. And is that because they're smarter than us, because they're better people than us, because they deserve more than us? No, of course it's not. They're normal, regular people like you and me. And the only thing that they did was they said, let's get my financial foundation in place and make sure that I am protected financially for when I'm alive and when I'm not alive, for my family and for me. And we're going to save for the future. So the financial investing and savings came after. So what they do is they put a life insurance in place. And that can pass on wealth to another generation. So life insurance isn't just about, oh, when I die, my family gets money so that, you know, the mortgage is paid off, my student loan gets paid off, my car gets paid off, my kid's education is covered, whatever the case may be, depending on your age and stage in life. What it can also be is to say, you know what, everything's fine, my family's good, everything's in place, but I'd really, really like to donate money to a particular charity. And this charity holds a really, you know, solid place in my heart because of whatever the case may be. You might have a a strong passion towards the um, cancer society. You might have a strong feeling towards your local hospital because the hospital saved somebody in your family that was near and dear to your heart and and you really want to do something in return to help them. Whatever the case may be, this is a way... For you to do just that. Instead of thinking I have to save up a lot of money because I want to donate money, this is another great way to, to donate money to your local charity or your whatever charity you're looking for. You can buy a life insurance policy on yourself depending on your age and stage in life. It doesn't have to be super expensive and you don't have to buy a you know $100 million policy or something crazy. There's no requirement to say that you can't buy this amount, $100,000, or you can't buy a million, you buy whatever you want. And to a degree, you work with your advisor on it, and you figure out what, what the best thing is, what you qualify for, and how you qualify and all that. And that's a great way to leave money on to a charity. So you can definitely donate this for your favorite charity when the time comes. And isn't that such a great thing to think when you're not here – you're leaving on a, either a legacy because a building's going to be named after you or you're leaving on a legacy of philanthropy where you're going to help many, many, many people. Like the your gift goes on for forever and you're, the, you, you will never know the amount of lives that you touch. So that's another great reason if you want to have life insurance. But let's just look at it from purely a, a selfish point of view, if you will. Let's look at it from a perspective of, what do I need life insurance for? Well, if you have young kids at home and you have two incomes coming into your house and something happens to one of those incomes, you need life insurance because that needs to cover off your debts and that needs to cover off the children's education, that needs to cover off um, any income replacement because for a while it's going to be quite an adjustment to go from two incomes to one income. So that's going to be what you look at. And that's part of the calculation and figuring out how much do you need. And how much do you need is based on 
how much do you have in debt that you need to cover? And how much do you need because you want to either leave it to a charity or you want to make sure your kid's education is paid for or something like that? How much you want is a whole different conversation. So we're going to focus tonight on just our basic foundational needs of, of insurance. So the benefit, some of the benefits of insurance are what we talked about, but then the question comes up, well, what kind of insurance? Because I know there's different kinds. So I'm going to tell you there's three main kinds of insurance that we need to talk about here. And for our American friends there and, and our Canadian friends, there's different terms in different countries, but essentially this is how they play out. There's one called term insurance. Term is a length of time. So if a term insurance is a term 10, that means it's for 10 years. If a term insurance is for 20 years, that means it's for 20 years. It has a fixed term on how long that policy is going to last. Typically, if it's a term 10, the rate is exactly the same every month after month after month for 10 years. And if you don't pay it, the insurance gets canceled, period. It's basic. It's simple. It's straightforward. It's usually inexpensive. And it's almost always the way to go for replacing for covering your mortgage. So mortgage insurance is something that I'm going to mention briefly. And the difference with mortgage insurance and life insurance is like night and day. Mortgage insurance covers off only what your mortgage amount is and you pay a fixed amount every month and you have a reducing debt in your mortgage because every month you pay your mortgage, it goes down, right? So every time you make your mortgage insurance payment, you're paying the same amount of of a monthly payment, but you're actually getting less coverage. So, and the and mortgage insurance typically gets paid to the person who holds the mortgage, so the money doesn't go to your family. So, having said that, and having known me a little bit now, you're going to know where I'm going to go with this. You're going to go with the term policy, and you're going to have that term directed to your family, and you are going to um, have that term policy for the length of term time of your mortgage. You're going to pay the same amount of money every month, and then that money is going to get, if something ever happened to you in that period of time, it's going to get directed to your beneficiary. Your beneficiary is that person who receives the money. That's all that means. So your beneficiary is who benefits from getting the money, and they are either going to pay off the mortgage or they're not. That's their decision. There's no law that says if, if you die, your mortgage has to be paid off. So if that person chooses to pay off the mortgage, great. If they don't, well, that's fine too. That could be part of another strategy that they have financially. So that's the difference basically between term and mortgage and that's when you would use them. So if you have a mortgage, there's a good chance you should have term insurance and if nothing else, that's what you should have. There's another type of insurance called whole life and there's two. I'm going to tell you there's whole life and there's universal life. So whole life and universal life are permanent insurance plans. That means they're in effect if you live to be 100, 200, doesn't matter. That policy is in place. That term does not expire. So that is why um, some people will look at it and say, okay, I'm going to have a term policy for my my mortgage, but in 20 years when I'm still doing well and now I don't have a mortgage to pay for, but I still want to have life insurance. So this is when you do a permanent plan, which would be whole life or universal life. Now, the really cool thing about these two is you also have an investment component to it. And that's not something we're going to talk about tonight, but it's a super cool way of growing your money and being very efficient tax-wise with it. So 
that's another beautiful advantage of that. The universal life is a little more flexible because you can do different things inside of that policy as far as investments and premium premium holidays they're called, which means that it can fund your policy in case, you know, you lost your job or something and you didn't have the money. So there is some more flexibility and some cool stuff that goes with that. And the nice thing about the universal life is you can decide how much or how little you want to pay into that reserve. And you can even pay a single premium to fund the entire policy. So you have a lot of choice over the how it's invested. You can withdraw cash from it. Um, you can adjust the premium. You can use it to borrow money against. It's The universal life is a direct industry response to buy term and invest the difference argument. And that, that used to be a 1970s. So for those of you that this might be dating us, but uh, from 19, in the 1970s, it was buy term and invest the difference. Well, universal life is this fantastic way to put that into place because let's be honest, people who bought term did not invest the difference. They spent the difference. So that's where that comes in and it's really quite great. So those are some of the different types of benefits of life insurance and those are different kinds of life insurance. We're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about different types of living benefit insurance, which means you get sick, you get hurt, you get paid while you're here and alive and it relieves the stress. So your only responsibility when you're sick or hurt is to get better and not worry about anything. And that is the super, super cool reason why you would want to have some of these living benefits. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. When we return, we will continue to talk about how we can go fund ourselves. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And today, we are talking about how we can go fund ourselves. Before the break, we talked about why we wanted to do this, um, what we could do in terms of life insurance. And I know that's one of those crazy taboo topics that people shy away from that I like to deal with every day. And I can't even help myself. I think I do talk about it every day. And I think it's so important and it's so great to know that there is a a vehicle out there that can help us take care of our families. When you think of it like that, how cool is that? That there is something out there that is going to cost us maybe 
a little bit. I mean, we're going to pay for it, obviously. It's not free, but there, it's very affordable. And for what it can do for our families when we're not here, it's absolutely one of the best things that we can do as a gift for our families. Now, I, I promised after the, the break we were going to talk about some living benefits. So some living benefits that I want to talk about that very affordable, very easy to put into place um, will benefit you while you're here. So if you get hurt, let's say you have disability, you get some kind of disability um, that you've now taken on, then you could get disability insurance. If you have disability insurance in place. So for all of you out there who are self-employed, this is you that, that should have disability insurance you should have life insurance and you should have critical illness insurance. As a general rule of thumb, I believe that. I I am self-employed. I believe that wholeheartedly. I have that myself. I see this all the time because, and I say this about small business owners or self-employed people, because you don't have anything else other than yourself. So if you get sick or you get hurt, you are out of work. And in some cases, out of business. So this is why it's so important that you have this conversation with your advisor and make sure that you are covered because you need to make sure that if something happens to you, then you have some income coming in. And it's not expensive. This is the thing that amazes me is when you look at some of this and people are like, oh, it's going to be expensive. It's so much more affordable than you can believe. And it just blows my mind that it's not something that we're having a conversation about every night at dinner. Well, maybe not every night, but at least... At least every year we should talk about it. So disability insurance is why would you, why do you need it? Well, disability insurance provides you an income if you're no longer able to work. So if you become disabled, most of your expenses are still going to exist. They're still there. You got your mortgage payment, you got car payments, you got household expenses. They all have to be paid. And, you know, some people, they'll give you their sympathy, but you still got to pay for their car. So, in fact, you might actually have extra costs when you're hurt. And that's like drugs, medical care, maybe special requirements like physiotherapy. Um, disability can be very expensive if you're if you're not prepared. And how much do you, disability do you need? Well, typically the amount of disability insurance is about 60% of your salary. So with most disability insurances, it's providing a tax-free benefit, tax-free, you heard it, and 60% represents close to full replacement of your current income earned, right? So 60% of tax-free is pretty close to 100% of taxable, right? Insurance carriers um, will have a maximum limit of coverage. So it's not a reward to stay out of work. This is to actually do what it's meant to do, help you get well so you can go back to work. And the nice thing about disability insurance is you don't use it and lose it. You can use it again. So if you get, you know, you break your wrist and you can't work, then, and you're a plumber, well, guess what? You can be on disability insurance while you're getting better and healthier and back to normal. Then you go back to work and you still have your disability insurance in place. So if you get hurt again 10 years from now, you can still go back to your disability program and get some help. So that's the really cool thing about disability insurance. It's there to help you. So I get people say to me, though, I have disability insurance through my employer If you're if you work for somebody. And that's great. Is that is that okay? Like, do I need anything else? Well, generally speaking, group disability insurance policies have a lot more limitations and include a lot more inclusions to the coverage than if you had your standalone on your own. I own it myself. I'm in control of it. 
right? So it's all about you controlling your own life. So if it's, it's, I always recommend to people and it's encouraged to review your group disability insurance and identify whatever the limitations are and consider if there's personal coverage that you need to complement any of the shortfalls. So it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. I have my group benefits. I don't need at my own personal one. There's nothing wrong with having group benefits and having your employer pay for it and having a small policy of your own that supplements what's missing out of that group plan. So how cool would that be if you get hurt and the group pl- benefits plan at work says, geez, you're not covered for that, and you go to your own personal one and says, oh, yeah, guess what? I am covered because I have my own standalone policy that picked up the shortfalls. So that's pretty cool. So that's what disability insurance is doing. That's what it'll do for you, and that's how simple it is, and, and that's what it's there for. It's not stressful, right? Like, that's easy. So let's talk about critical illness. This actually, I might think, i got to be honest with you, this might be my favorite. Like, critical illness insurance, I love the disability. i got to tell you, I like them all a lot. I'm a big fan. But the critical illness one, because I've seen it happen, where people get devastated financially because they got sick. And I've seen it happen where people got sick and they got a check. And that stress was taken away from them. And I can tell you, your path to wellness is a lot faster and easier when somebody hands you a check and you don't have to worry about it. So critical illness is a protection plan. And what that does, it it takes any of the financial burdens that a severe illness can call cause. So it's a living benefit. It pays a like I told like I mentioned before, it pays a lump sum amount to you, the policyholder. That's you. So if I get sick, I get the money. And it's based on my survival of a critical illness. This isn't all doom and gloom. This is, hey, I, you know, it's a bump in the road. I got sick. I need a, I'm going to get a big chunk of money and I'm going to just take care of myself. And I'm not going to worry that I don't have money to buy groceries for my kids or <laughs> buy dog food for my dogs. You know what? I got a chunk of money and I'm going to do with it what I want. That's the other cool thing. There's no strings attached. So if you want to buy rock concert tickets and go to a rock concert, do it. It's, it's your money. Do with it what you will. So, I mean, make sure your health takes care of. That's the intention. But that's there's no strings attached. So that's why it's a cool living benefit. And sometimes people get in, confused with the life insurance versus critical illness. Um, and it's it's kind of like a life insurance, but it's for you while you're alive. And it pays you when you need help. So that is what's really nice about critical illness. So a lot of the the um, types of illnesses that are covered under critical illness can be, and it just depends on what you get and what kind of policy you get. But uh, the big ones that you like to people ask about are cancer, heart attack, stroke, coronary artery bypass surgery, paralysis, MS, kidney failure, blindness, deafness, major organ transplant, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, if you're in a coma, loss of speech, severe burns, occupational HIV, if you lose a limb, motor neuron disease, benign brain tumors, angioplasty, there's these are some of the illnesses that are covered depending on the policy you get. You can get a policy that covers all of them or you can get a policy that covers the big five, you know, cancer and heart, stroke, those ones. Um, the difference between critical illness and disability, though, is it's a lump sum payment and you get it paid once and that's the end of it. Policy's over. You stop paying your premiums. That's the end of it. 
disability insurance, like we talked about, it's like getting a monthly income. So the benefit ends once you get the check, benefit ends on disability when you go back to work. The proof of medical is obviously you have to show by a medical professional that you have cancer, have a stroke, have a heart condition, whatever it is. And then they tell you for the disability when you go back to work. So it's really one of those that you got sick. I'm That's tragic. Here's money. Help you through it. That's what it's meant to do. And it's not based on your ability to work. It's not based on the severity of your um, condition. It's not based on, oh, well, you had a heart attack, but you can only work for 30 days. Uh, you can't work for 30 days and you're off for this. And you ha- you're not able to go back to your regular type of work or you can't stand for too long. There's no requirements like that. You had a heart attack. The doctor says you had a heart attack. Here's the paperwork. Here's your check. Even if the heart attack isn't severe enough that you have to be off for 30, 60, 90 days, it's, it's not, that's not what critical illness is. And that's the really nice, flexible thing about it. And that's probably why I like it as one of my favorites. Um, so that's just one of, those are two of the ones that are, are living benefits for you. There is actually life insurance policies where you can, it's a combination life insurance with a critical illness and it's so cool because you can actually borrow the money of the the face value of the policy and it's not even borrow borrow is the wrong word because you actually get the money as the face value of the policy while you're sick so it's like you're paying for this insurance plan and you can collect money if you get diagnosed with one of the illnesses that you're covered for and you actually have a guaranteed life insurance still in place, plus it, you can use part of the premium as a critical illness. So there's lots of really neat uh, kinds of products out there. And another product I want to talk to you about when we come back from break is debt. Because this is a financially speaking conversation, right? We're talking about different finances and ways to protect it. This is how we're going to protect our finances. We're going to protect our health. We're going to protect our family. This is going to give us um, the opportunity to get well. This is going to give us the opportunity for our families on the life insurance side to, to grieve without the financial stress. But there's also another type of insurance that you can get, and it just covers debt. So we'll talk about that when we come back from our break because we're going to be we're up almost to our third break. Time flies when we're having fun, right? So it's not such a doom and gloom conversation. The night just flies by when we're talking about insurance. Who knew, right? It could be a conversation that is fun and lighthearted and, and really all we're focusing on is our family and ourselves and keeping ourselves healthy and well and in the event that something happens that we need a little bit of help because for whatever reason our our bodies got diagnosed with some illness or got hurt, we were in an accident, whatever the case is, then we just need to know that we have that coverage in place. So we are going to go to our third break uh, for the night. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we will continue to talk, to talk about how we can fund ourselves. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. 
We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and today we're talking about how we can fund ourselves and look after ourselves financially. Before we went to the break, we talked about life insurance, what it is, why we need it. We talked about disability insurance and critical illness and why we need it and how it's just such a huge, huge financial benefit for our families and for us if anything ever happens. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there thinking, yeah, oh, yeah, that might happen to somebody else. It's not going to happen to me. But I bet you if you wouldn't have to take less than, I don't know, 30 seconds to come up with a name when I said, do you know anybody that's had cancer? Do you know anybody that's ever been in a car accident? Do you know anybody that was diagnosed with um, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, diabetes? Do you know anybody that's ever had a heart attack or a stroke? I'll bet it takes you less than 30 seconds for a name to pop in your or a face to pop in your mind. So it affects everybody. And if we can help them and help ourselves, then we don't have to we don't have this reliance on a GoFundMe type site or throw ourselves at the mercy of a charity or throw ourselves at the mercy of our community and hope that we got sick, hurt or died at the right time where somebody has time to do a fundraiser and there's not another one going on for somebody else or that the economy is at the right time where people are generous enough to donate money. It all makes a difference in how we handle our finances and how our family succeeds when we're not there to help them. And that's really what the life insurance part of it that everybody gets a little icky about and kind of squirmy thinking it's a little bit weird and morbid and I don't want to talk about my mortality you know what? It's not really about that. It's actually nothing about that. It's all about your family and it's all about your financial wellness. And most, in, there's one life insurance. <laughs> the other insurances that are for you while you're alive. So before we went to the break, I said I was going to talk to you about debt because this is, you know, we like to talk about everything in finances, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And some debt is good and bad and ugly all at the same time. But in this particular case, we actually, you there's a program that you can actually have on an insurance that covers your debt. So what does that mean? That means if I'm sick or hurt and cannot work, what am I going to do about paying my bills? I have no income. Well, you know what? If you have this particular type of insurance in place, it pays your debt. And it doesn't matter what your debt is. So today, let's pretend that... Mary has no debt. 
but she has this insurance in place and she might have, you know, a mortgage, which sometimes we talk about as being good debt. So she has her mortgage, but then some things happen over Mary's life and Mary ends up now she's got a she's got, got a new car, so she has a car payment. She has her mortgage and she went a little bit out of control on shopping. She went on a trip. Then she had to help out a relative or a friend who was in trouble. So she took out a loan and a line of credit. She ran up some credit card debt. So Mary's still paying for her insurance for her debt, her debt insurance, right? So five years, she racks up a whole lot of debt. And then Mary gets hurt or Mary gets sick. That's when her debt insurance kicks in. And all you do is provide them, essentially, I mean, you get some paperwork filled out and say, hey, guess what? Here's my debt. And then they pay it. That's what it's for, to pay your debt. So you might not have income coming in, but you're going to have your debt paid. And if you can't afford to do all of them, and there, there's really, it's all custom and in particular for each person, but they're so affordable. And when I, I look at them and I think, wow, A, they're so affordable, and B, what the power that they do and the power that they hold for your family and your stress and your health, they're super affordable. And, and if, if they weren't affordable, you'd make them affordable because of all the power that they can help you with. But if you just had your debt insurance, then it would cover your debt. So you're not going to get the Maybe you don't have the critical illness, but you have the debt insurance. So you're not going to get a big fat check to say, go do what you want with tax-free anytime. You know, just relax while you're getting better. It's going to be, you know what, we're going to pay your debt. So you might not get ahead financially where you benefit from it, but you're certainly not going to get behind. It's cool, right? So you can totally look after yourself and you can totally look after your family. And I'm going to tell you, this isn't just about us adults. You know, you can get... Very, 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 very affordable insurance. And I mean like under $10 a month. And it depends on the age of your kids and what you want. But you can get stuff because kids sometimes are clumsy, clumsy. And you know what? It just covers their break. So they get paid if they get if they break an arm, break a toe, break a leg, break a finger, whatever it is. You can get get that stuff in place for the kids too while they're young. You know, especially if they're in sports. And it's not something where you think, oh, I'm just going to cover that off. And it's not morbid. And I think... And I hope after our talk tonight that people aren't feeling all icky and creepy and awkward about it because it's a conversation that is really going to make your life and your family's life better off. So guess what? It's a great gift. I know for kids, um, people get a little bit weirded out because they talk about life insurance for kids. Well, you know what? You're putting it in place while they're young and healthy and it's affordable. And I'll tell you, we did that for our kids a couple years ago. And we did it on the side where you get the investment, that cool UL policy, the universal life that I told you about. You get them started. The insurance is just the gravy. This gets you started on the investment. It gets your protection foundation in place. And then you add to it the critical illness, which is what we did for them the following year. And you just add on to it and you say, okay, then you learn about it and you're teaching the kids. And it's so really affordable. I mean, honestly, you would spend you would waste more going out on a weekend than what it would cost you to get some of these things in place in a month for, you know, all your kids. <laughs> so depending on how many kids, I mean, if you have four like us, then um, that's what I'm looking at. But it's so affordable and it's so important. And, and it's 
you know, you can, that we didn't even talk about the travel insurance for, for those of you that like to, to travel around. And I mean, if anything ever happened to you when you're not in your country and you're not covered, I mean, that could devastate people. I know stories, I can tell many, many stories of how people have gone away and they, somebody got hurt or, or, or worst case, they died and they had a hard time getting them back to their home country because they didn't have the money. There's just, there's so much devastation that you can avoid. And that's really what it's about. It's not about being weird or creepy or anything like that. It's about saying, you know what, there are things out there that are super, super affordable that can protect my family and keep us, keep us financially healthy. And really, and that's all it's about in my mind, if somebody gets hurt or sick, you do not want to have yourself financially devastated. You spend this time working on a financial plan and you're saving money for retirement and you're investing money and that's great. And then something happens and you haven't looked after this side of things, you're going to wipe out the other side. So this is, it really all goes together and life changes. People move, they buy new houses, they have kids, they get divorced. They get sick. Things happen. They get raises. They get promotions. Like good things happen. Bad things happen. Every life changes every year. This is part of your annual review with your advisor. You talk to them about what your RSPs are doing, you know, or you talk to them about what do I need for my kids' education. It's the same, same conversation, same meeting. You know what? Let's look at the whole thing from A to Z or A to Z, depending on what country you're in. Um, but you're going to sit down with your advisor every year and you're going to say, okay, this is the insurance we have in place for you. It's going to be life insurance, it's going to be critical illness, it's going to be disability, it's going to be debt, it's going to be for kids' breaks, you know, any, if they break any parts or legs or arms, whatever, it's going to be whatever you've got in place. And it's also about your financials. It, it goes together. It is a whole financial plan. Talk about it every year. Don't be afraid. Talk to your kids. Start the conversation, look after your family, look after your, your financial health. And next week, we're going to talk about more health and safety. We're going to have a guest on, and we're going to talk about how health and safety is super, super important. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.